It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. Thursday morning at Wax. Uh, weather's getting better, too, so it's going to be nice as we uh, get closer and closer to the weekend and closer and closer to more combining getting done and lots of work to be done. Chancellor, next chance of rain, by the way, is coming up on Monday, but we'll talk about that and a whole lot more. Bob and Joe with you this morning, and you know, the, we've been talking about H&S and the Loadmaster 2X, one of the coolest things made in Wisconsin. I don't have the numbers as far as the results of the vote and all that sort of stuff, and did you see when they might release that information? I haven't. I haven't found anything on it yet. All right, so again, we got to make sure that uh, we follow that, because it would be wonderful to have... Uh, the H&S Farm Equipment as the uh, coolest thing made in Wisconsin. A lot of cool things in agriculture, so we'll see how, how this all works out. Hopefully you got your votes in. Voting ended yesterday. Now we're getting closer to Halloween. Don't we start tonight? The uh, the scary nights out here in our areas. You want to take the kids <laughs> out. The weather's going to be nice the next you know two, three nights. What's the schedule, and where is this at? Okay, it's the Field of Screams. It's out on Curview Road. Rock and TR Ranch yep. in Eau Claire. And Past the Moose Club out, uh, out west. And tonight, they're going from 6.30 to 8 o'clock, and it's the lights on night for young people and the faint of heart. All right, and uh, there's a fee to go through that because it is a fundraiser, but uh, there are ways to what, deduct the fee by bringing some yep. stuff out to help the food pantries? Bring a non-perishable food item, and it saves you $2. All right. So, again, that starts tonight. How many nights are they going to do this? It looks like they're going to do it five. All well, right. six nights, including tonight. All right. So it starts tonight. And uh, be a good night to get out there and do that, because it's going to be about 53 today, and then 60s tomorrow, 70s, Saturday and Sunday. We'll tell you more about that as well. We'll talk about, well, land prices in Iowa saw that and it just boggles my mind also uh top 20 agrochemical companies in the world and how much money they made last year lots of things to talk about this morning here on the farm show on wax it's about 457 right now time to head west california here we come on a beautiful farm tour to california february 10th through the 18th we'll start in san francisco visit an almond orchard olive oil dairy farms the hillmar cheese factory so much more including the california redwoods visit holidayvacations.com keyword wax to learn more about our tour and watch a travel show or call 888-557-1020 for a free brochure february 10th through the 18th For those who work in acres, not in hours, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. We will also spend part of a day at the uh, World Ag Expo in Tulare, California as well. So uh, lots of interesting things, but hurry up. I talked to Holiday Vacations and they said there's already over 30 folks that have uh, signed up to go with us. So if you want to go along thinking about it, call and at least uh, get a spot saved. You can make a final decision later on, but uh, don't wait too long because we're going to have fun in California in February. Have fun today, partly sunny and 53. Then tomorrow, partly sunny, 65. Saturday be 71, partly sunny, but it'll be breezy. We'll get some southern winds blowing in that warm air. And on Sunday, it'll be 74, 65, a chance of rain on Monday, 
Tuesday back to partly sunny, but a high only about 50. It's 38 right now in the Chippewa Valley. Beautiful morning out there. Get up and get at them. Warm spots, actually, Green Bay this morning across the state. Green Bay is 41 degrees. Everybody else pretty much in the 30s, but warming it up. There's a few clouds moving through, getting blown away, and uh, getting to be some clear skies out there. So it should be a nice, nice day. If you're driving around the heartland again today, be very careful again. We want farm safety first and foremost. If you're working on that equipment, uh, shut it off when you work on it. And if you're driving around... Give the farm equipment a little bit of room on the roadway. Let's keep everybody safe. It's 5 o'clock, a minute after right now, and this is 104.5 FM, WAXX Eau Claire. Let's see what's happening. NBC News Radio, I'm Trey Thomas. The public is split over whether former President Trump's political presence poses a danger to democracy. Natalie Migliori has more. While a majority of Americans think the former president should appear before the January 6th committee, they were more evenly divided on whether his continued presence is dangerous to politics. That's according to a new poll from Monmouth University. Around 60% of Americans say he should testify, with 77% saying it should be done publicly. When it comes to Trump's political involvement, 50% say he poses no danger, while 47% say he does. President Biden is working daily to fight back against Putin's price hike. President Biden made clear he would do everything in his power to lower prices for American families. Speaking to reporters, Press Secretary Corinne Jean-Pierre defended the 15 million barrel withdrawal from the Strategic Oil Reserve. A Los Angeles City Council member is refusing to resign after being caught making racist remarks on tape. Kevin DeLeon said he feels very bad about the comments he made last year with other council members, where they discussed how to circumvent black political power and referred to a fellow council member's black child as a monkey. DeLeon apologized for what he said, but said he won't quit. Apple is slowing production on the iPhone 14 Plus. Mark Mayfield explains. Due to low sales, production is going to be stopped completely by one manufacturer in China, with two other suppliers being told to scale back production by 70 and 90 percent. Demand is said to be low for the model, with the iPhone 14 Pro coming in at only $100 more, with a wider variety of features. You're listening to NBC News Radio. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Pretty nice weather, partly sunny, 53 today. Winds are calm out there right now, pretty much. And uh, then it'll be cloudy again tonight, down to about 38, where we are right now. 65, partly sunny tomorrow, 70s over the weekend, a little breezy on Saturday. Chance of rain on Monday at 65, and then Tuesday cools off. Partly sunny, but it'll only be about 50 degrees. Pretty much everybody in the 30s now. 34 in Rice Lake, 35 in Medford, 39 at Wausau, Marshfield, 36, Lacrosse, 37, Madison, Sun Prairie, Milwaukee, 36, Green Bay, the warm spot at 41, and here in the Eau Claire Chippewa Falls area, not a bad morning, 38 degrees. Farm markets are brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, let's take a look at the numbers, shall we? Courtesy of Rural Mutual Insurance, our Thursday morning markets, and Jill the Livestock. 
Choice fed beef steers are 138 to 155 with mixed at 111 to 136. Choice fed beef heifers are 137 to 151 with mixed at 117 to 136. Choice fed Holstein steers are 128 to 138 with select and silage fed steers 80 to 127. Cows are 63 to 101 with bulls at 72 to 102. Butcher hogs are 69 to 97. Sows are 51 to 60 with boars at 15 to 38. Shorn market lambs are 102 to 112. There's no quote on the unshorn market lambs. Feeder lambs are 105 to 205. Ewes are 60 to 97. Small goats are 25 to 200 dollars. Medium goats are 70 to 245 dollars. Large goats are 75 to 350 dollars. With nanny goats at 55 to 260 dollars. At the Mercantile Exchange, livestock futures up again yesterday, closing stronger for at least the third day in a row. Take a look at the numbers. October live cattle, 149.35. That was up 87 cents at the close. December live cattle, 151.35, up 157. February, 154.25, up 147. With April at 157.30, up $1.17. Feeder cattle for October, 175.22, up 40. November, 178.07, up 25. January at 1807 up 87, March 18232 up a dollar 40, and April at 18640 up a dollar and a half. Lean hog carcass contracts for December finished at 8737, that was up 90. February 89 dollars even up a dollar 20. April up a dollar at 9275, and May hogs up 85 at 9682. And on the Board of Trade, markets were lower yesterday. Pressure from the harvest to slow export demand and problems with the Mississippi River water levels putting pressure on those prices. And overnight, December corn didn't move, sitting at 678. December oats up 4 to 5 at 379. December wheat up 2 to 3 cents overnight, 844. November soybeans up a penny at 1373. Soybean meal for December up 260 a ton, $404.30. Barrel cheese up a cent and a half at 220 and a half. Blocks unchanged at 205. Butter also unchanged at 320 a pound. Class three futures, some uh, nice jumps. October up a penny at 2175. November up 60 cents back over $21 at 2130. December up 30 cents, back over $20 at 20.01. January class 3 milk up 13 at 19.73. And February up 8 at 19.83. And that's the way the markets look, courtesy of Rural Mutual Insurance. 38 degrees right now, looking for a high today about 53. And then warming up 65, 71, 74, and 65 the next four days. Hey. Good weather to get some harvesting done. So, again, do it safely, and, uh, boy, make sure you get yourself a good breakfast, won't you? Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And we've got uh, a lot of farm news to take a look at. DMC program sign-up is starting. Auctions in Iowa, where the land prices are going. Some of those big companies, agrochemical companies, who made how much money? Let's just say a bunch of them made a lot last year. We'll look at some of those numbers, too. On a Thursday morning at Wax, again, 38 degrees right now. We'll get about 53, partly sunny. Tomorrow, 65, 70s on Saturday and Sunday. Farm news. Got a lot of it. Dairy farmers starting to sign up for DMC, farmland prices, and some uh, companies making some pretty good money. 
in the agrochemical field. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. 17 minutes after 5 o'clock. Let's find out some of those uh, stories behind the headlines. Joe, what's going on? So dairy farmers can start signing up for Dairy Margin Coverage Program for 2023. The program is designed as an at-risk management program for dairy farmers who, by providing affordable coverage for changes in milk and feed costs. In the last year, the government has offered a new supplemental DMC program and updated its feed cost formula to better address retroactive current and future feed costs. Farmers can sign up for various levels of risk to cover volatility in the markets. The current sign-up will run through December 9th at County Farm Service Agency offices. And actually, we just talked about that in an interview I did this last week, so that'll be coming up on our weekend program. All right, on Sunday morning, Sunday our morning. conservation program. Okay, yep. good. So if you want more information on DMC, that program will be on Sunday morning at short time. And farmland prices aren't getting any cheaper, especially in the heart of the Corn Belt. A recent sale of 155 acres of good cropland in Plymouth County, Iowa, brought $26,250 an acre for a total sale of $1.44 million. The bidding started at $17,000, with three bidders going over $25,000 an acre before a local farmer finally offered the winning bid. That sale breaks the previous Iowa land sale record of $25,000 an acre for a parcel in Sioux County, which was set in August. The value of an acre of Iowa farm ground is now $14,472. Yeah, they're uh, spending money. And all three of those guys that were bidding on that ground were farmers out there. And I asked, I had an interview, I did an interview just the other day. We'll have that on very soon about land and equipment prices here, used equipment and land prices, and uh, how that's so much in demand, and uh, where these things are going to go, these prices here in the Midwest, but uh, we'll hear about that, but it's uh, some awfully, awfully big numbers, $26,250, and I asked the guy, I said, uh, how long will that last? Oh, by the end of the year, that'll be broken too, so again, (laughs) land is uh, in demand, that's for sure, good investment. All right, we're going to hear from a dairy farmer in Utah in the area, World Dairy Expo, a couple of weeks ago. We'll do that next right here on Wax. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. World Dairy Expo really brings the world to Madison, and the dairy industry comes from all over the United States as well. Bob Bosel here at the northern end of the world's longest barn. And, uh, Stephanie, one of the uh, fun things to do is talk to people in the dairy industry from other parts of the world, and you had a chance to do just that. Well, even in other parts of the country, it can feel like another part of the world. Dairy farming in the U.S. certainly varies by region, weather patterns, altitude, resources, government. It all plays a role in the success or challenges that dairies face. I'm Stephanie Hoff from the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, and I got to visit with dairyman Brad Bateman. He co-owns Bateman Mesita Farms out of Alberta, Utah, with his family. They're about an hour south of Salt Lake City. And we talk about some of those obstacles in dairy farming out west, but first he tells me about his farm and some of those similarities that he has with Wisconsin dairies, such as being a steward of the land. So we farm about 3,500 acres. We milk 8,000 cows three times a day. And uh, we have a robot. We have a new robot facility. 
uh, 12 robots. We're milking about 620 cows there. So we're, we're a little diversified in that. We're checking out the robot um, situation and seeing if it's viable on, on a larger scale. So we're excited about that. And it's not just dairy. You also are growing your own feed, correct? We do. We farm, as I said, 3,500 acres. We double crop. We grow corn and small grains. So we do wheat, barley, triticale, those, and, and silage everything. We chop everything. And I'm sure on your wall of awards, there's one that notes you guys as a leader in sustainability that you won a few years back. Why don't you tell me about the conservation practices you have on farm? We live in a, in a windy, kind of a light-soiled area, so we have to double crop, no-till, and do some of those things to keep, uh, to keep the soil healthy and to keep the wind from moving, blowing the, the, the soil and doing things like that. That's one of the things we do. We do solar. We have a solar farm that produces about 100% of our electricity needs on a daily basis, and that's been a, that's been a good project. We thought it would be maybe a seven- or eight-year payoff, and it's already paid itself off in less than five years, so we like that. That was a good project. And then, you know, we reuse water. Water is, out in the West, water is a big issue. It's hard for Midwest people to understand what a big deal water is, but we are so short of water. Out, out west, especially in Utah, we're at the epicenter of that drought, and uh, we have not had the snowfall and, and the runoff that we usually get to fill our lakes and reservoirs, and so it's been very difficult. Kind of along those lines, ahead of this interview, you said sustainability to you meant profitability, and you, you mentioned you have seen a return on investment on those practices. Do you want to elaborate more on that? Yeah, and and so just uh, well going back to the to the uh, solar farm, just in the in the five years that we've had the solar farm, we've saw three rate rate hikes, and and so that's that's been a good feeling to know that we made a right decision. Sometimes as dairy farmers, we're we're often concerned about are we making the right decision? Is this there? There's so many places to put your your capital that you have to decide where's the best return on that investment. And, and like all things, um, that's, that's how, we, how we look at everything through the lens of, of is it going to give us a good return. Um, as far as sustainability goes, you know, we reuse water, we flush, and, and we'll, we use it multiple times until we put it out on the fields. And so that's a great resource for us because it's all of those um, nutrients that the crops need, and and yet we're cleaning our krells with the water, and so it's worked really well for us. And uh, that's just a few of of the things that we do. I heard one gentleman ask if you've ever thought about getting into the carbon credit space, or if that's a conversation that's being had amongst you or your neighbors. We have talked about that, and we we're not sure what direction that's going to go. We think there's a lot of possibilities there, and and so that is definitely something that's on our radar, and we're concerned. Considering. And uh, we're not sure who or where, but we're, we're in those conversations, yes. Now I want to talk about some of those challenges you laid out earlier, just uh, weather and, and things that we just don't think about here in the Midwest, from, from weather to water. What are some of those things you have to think about? I believe that the climates have always changed. You, you know, how what, what role man has in all of this, who knows? Some people want to 
exaggerate that and and make money off it and push their own agendas. But we know that climates have changed. Our climate is changing in Utah to a certain extent. We're in a severe drought. And with that, we have had stronger winds and longer winds. We usually get wind in the spring and through the summer, and and they have been, you know, 40, 50, 60 mile an hour winds where those were rare. We we seem to see those quite often. And so how we manage our feed and our commodities, we're, we're considering building an indoor feed facility to lock that down. So... So our feed's not blown away to reduce our shrink. And we think there's a great return on that on that uh, investment. And then pressures on the water, as you outlined earlier, which you are putting in uh, another well. Yes, we are adding another well so we don't have to rely on the lake for so much of our water. And uh, that's, that's going to be a good move. And we have the water rights to do that. Out in the west, we have to have a water right. It's not just the water. You can't just drill a drill a hole in the ground and pump water, you have to have a water right to do that. And so we've, we've uh, procured those rights and, and we're available to do that. Is heat ever an issue in, in Utah? Uh, yes. We had the hottest uh, summer on record in Utah this summer. We, we had so many days over 100. I can't remember where we ended up. It was 30-something days over 100, where 20 years ago we might have one or two days over 100, or none. We had many summers where we were in the mid, you know, the highest we ever got was in the mid-90s. Now we have multiple days. We had 108, which is in, unheard of in Utah. We're, we're fairly high altitude, and we're, we're in the mountains, so we wouldn't think that we would have that kind of heat. Does altitude have an impact on milk production at all? Good question. Or anything I, like that? I, you know, I am, I am not sure about that. But, okay. I mean, but we, we know that altitude has an impact on, on, on weather and on uh, frost-free days and, and some of the crops that you can grow, especially when it comes to corn, some of those hybrids. You know, as you see these pressures, um, whether it's inflationary, whether it's weather, is cattle liquidation or cattle movement out of the state? I mean, is that something that you have your eye on or is that stories that you're hearing? from other dairy farmers in that area? Yeah, and that's the, that's the sad reality of, of a lot of this. Um, because of water, because of, of low milk prices, we've had uh, many dairy farms exit the business, and a lot of those are our friends, and that's, that's sad. That's been really sad to see some of these people leave the business. But it's, uh, again, sustainability is profitability, and when you're not profitable, you, you can't continue to do what you do. And that's the sad part of it. It certainly is the sad part of it. So, uh, again, from Utah, what's the story on dairy? You got it right there. Thank you, Stephanie Hoff, talking to the gentleman from out there in Utah. We're going to talk to a gentleman a lot closer to home over by the Withy area. Rocky's going to join us next from Premier Livestock. Agriculture. It's a Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And it is time to check some more of those market numbers this morning. Rocky Olson joins us from over at Premier Livestock in the Withy area. Have you decided what you're going to do with that bear, what, 600-pound bear or 575-pound bear that you shot? Well, everybody wanted me to do a life mount, but like I said, my wife wasn't real keen on that uh, whole body mount. But uh, we're going to do a three-quarter pound. All right. Well, put it in the sale barn. There you go. That's what you should do. Tell Kenny you're going to have a full mount made. And we're going to put it there in the sale barn over there. Uh, yeah. 
There you go. <laughs> uh, maybe the bigger one, the next bigger one. There you go. The next one will be bigger. Well, how's the, how's the market going this week? We're Thursday already. Uh, thank you, Bob. Uh, good morning, everyone. This is how uh, yesterday's dairy cattle auction shaped up. Had a real nice run selling 290 head of dairy cattle. We had three complete herd dispersals, uh, one conventional herd, two organic herds. 75% of the cattle we sold was organics on Wednesday. Uh, uh, top supreme organic dairy cows brought from 1850 to 2900. Uh, we had many other organics from 1250 to 18 and a quarter. Better quality spring and heifers, uh, mostly being conventional from 1300 to 1700 uh, next week's dairy cattle auction we got a big one we're going to have five complete dairy herd dispersals that is also including two organic dairy herds uh, one of them herds being 85 cows which half of those organics are jerseys uh, we have another uh, herd of 50 holsteins and fleck v crosses today thursday that's a special sheep and goat auction starting at 10 o'clock a.m note the earlier start time uh, expecting five to seven 700 head of sheep and goats. Quick market recap for the week. Top fed Holstein steers, 124 to 139. Top market cows, 75 to 88, a few above. Top market bulls from 95 to $1.10. Newborn Holstein bull calves, mostly 75 to 185. Your beef calves, 125 to 400. Uh, we had our feeder cattle special uh, this Tuesday. We sold almost 1,100 head of feeder cattle. Uh, top new crop beef calves from 170 to 250. 15 top Holstein uh, feeder steers from 120 to 147. Uh, note two, we did have our hay auction this Wednesday. Much stronger hay prices out there right now. Uh, demand is very good for hay bedding. Uh, give us a call. We'll have a full market report uh, from this week's sale coming up on our website. Uh, more details for sure. Upcoming sales, uh, detailed consignments at premierlivestockandauctions.com. And don't forget machinery auctions coming up November 18th. We know you all been busy finishing up harvest. i uh, got a lot of you guys out there bringing equipment. Well, we'd like to get it here. We are starting to take pictures. Um, we do need to get that stuff in soon to get it listed on the advertising. So give us a call 715-229-2500 and that's the way it's shaped up, Bob. Sounds good. Well, the weather's getting better, Rocky, so uh, enjoy it. Yeah, sounds great. Alright, we'll talk to you later on. Thank you, Bob. There he goes. That's Rocky over at Premier Livestock in the Withy area. We'll check that weather next. Mike's going to join us. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, let's see what's ahead for the harvest, the weekend, football games, all kinds of things going on outside around our area. And Mike Dandria joins us. Good morning, Mike. Good morning, Bob. And it looks like the weekend will be pretty nice. Oh, you could say that again. It's uh, going to be mostly average today, but yeah, this is the coolest day over the, the next couple of days. Mostly sunny to kick us off this morning, but we'll have a few clouds streaming in this afternoon with temperatures getting into the low to mid 50s. Tonight, partly cloudy, upper 30s, but tomorrow... We'll have a good bit of sunshine, mid-60s. That puts us about 10 degrees above our seasonal average. Partly cloudy tomorrow night, lows in the low 40s. Then the return of 70s on Saturday, right around the 70-degree mark, mostly sunny. Sunday going to kick off with a good bit of sunshine as well, getting into the low to mid-70s. But a few clouds will start to stream in into the afternoon, eventually leading to a few chances at some showers and even some thunderstorms going into Sunday night. Monday, more showers and temperatures falling throughout the day, mostly around uh, the low, 50, low 60s, upper 50s by the late afternoon. Then going into Tuesday, much cooler around the upper 40s, low 50s. Slight chance at a few 
few showers and partly sunny on Wednesday with mid-40s for our highs. Right now, mostly clear in a temperature of 37 degrees in Eau Claire. So get out and enjoy the next three, four days. Absolutely. It'll be a little windy on Sunday, so that, uh, mm-hmm. what did you say, the chin strap on your hat? Yeah, put uh, your, probably going to want to tighten that again. That's exactly right. Or put, her, uh, put your cap on lock, one of the two. Exactly. All right. Thank you, Michael. Absolutely, Bob. You have a good one. There he goes. There he goes. Mike Dandry over there in the weather room with the weather on wax brought to you by Starblend. Term supply. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Hey, once again, 37 degrees out there. It's going to be nice getting in the low 50s today, partly sunny. Then over the weekend, nice temperature, 60s, even into the 70s. Let's find out about some of the other things going on around the area. Morgan McCarthy is in the newsroom this morning. Good morning, Morgan. Hey, good morning, Bob. You got big plans for the weekend with this nice weather? You know, we might take Siggy and a friend, uh, look at some of the fall colors, get some last hurrahs in before we start basketball season here, yeah. and every weekend is sitting on the bleacher butts. There you go. That's going to happen, That, but that's the fun time of having kids. It is, and we're at the tail end of what turned out to be a really pretty fall. Yeah, I was expecting really. those colors to be a little muted, but they really haven't been. They've oh, been they beautiful. Really, yeah, they really turned up the colors. I mm-hmm. never saw so many trees that were like a bright plum colored. Yeah, that deep, like yeah. mahogany, yeah, red, yeah, maroon. Yeah, yeah that's really been really... Neat. It's really even neat. better when you're raking them. <laughs> you can really enjoy the beauty, right? i got that to do the next few days, that's for sure. What's going on? We're going to start in the 715 newsroom. Good morning. Here's what we're learning today. We know that a child abuse investigation is underway at a daycare for charges in one of the workers. Police arrested 30-year-old Mercedes Berger on, on two counts of abuse for an incident that traced back to August. Other workers at Hand in Hand Daycare in Banbury Place say she threw a child about two feet across the room and the child's parents went to the police after finding bumps, bruises, scratches and cuts in at least 10 different occasions. She's due in court next month. And continuing in the courts in another part of our state, we continue to follow the trial, and that takes us to Waukesha. We have more updates now as Darrell Brooks Jr. continues and gets more argumentative. It was in the judge in the case, one point telling her that she can't tell him what to do, and the jury had to be excused again so Brooks's behavior could be addressed outside the presence of the jury. Honestly, Mr. Brooks, really trying hard because not to that, highlight that's the, that's your the definition of trying to be slick. during the trial and trying my best here to frankly minimize pointing those it. things out to the jury and instead pointing them out outside the presence of the jury. Yesterday's big piece of evidence was the SUV at the center of the case as the jury was able to see the SUV for themselves, though Brooks argued with the judge about his consent for its viewing. Prosecutors say they need one more day for witnesses. Brooks will present his defense once the prosecution rests. We take a peek at the political stage. We'll show you both sides and different sides so you can decide. It was local stop for Governor Tony Evers in Barron County, calling for use of some of the state's record $4.3 billion surplus on shared revenue to local governments sounded like this so that they can afford fire police all the basic things over the last uh, several years uh, the republicans have been real reluctant to invest in that program democratic governor saying local municipalities have been struggling with decreasing funding and increasing expenses meanwhile republican tim michaels the business executive running against evers has said the surplus is an indication that wisconsin residents are overtaxed also chiming in on the DNR. He was saying this. Their customers are businesses, people that pay taxes, people that want to expand their business. And the customers are hunters. 
go talk to some hunters. They, they don't feel like the DNR has their back right now. They feel like the DNR is out to get them. Tim Michaels there was at a Milwaukee Rotary event this week and suggested splitting the DNR into two separate agencies. And we go all the way to Sun Prairie, where now when the snow starts flying, guess what? You could roll up one of those snowballs and not get in trouble if you whip it at your sibling. The city council in Sun Prairie, just outside of Madison, voted this week to roll back its decades-old ordinance that included snowballs in the list of things you cannot throw. One alderman discovered the snowball ban last year while rereading the city's ordinances. He said there are a number of old laws that Sun Prairie needs to revisit. To date, it doesn't appear that anyone was ever arrested or ticketed for throwing snowballs in Sun Prairie. I'm Michael Kastner. That'll uh, kick up the excitement this winter for a lot of kids, I'm assuming. And we send it back to the barn with Bob Jill and the Midwest Farm Show on Wax 104.5. I got a sister and a brother that live in Sun Prairie. I'm going to get down there and start throwing snowballs at them. I thought I saw you winding up over there in the <laughs> studio when that came. Now you can do it. Don't worry about it, right? Oh, man. <laughs> See if I can hit old barn going in and out. I'm sure she'll be thrilled. Oh, I'm sure she will. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> Thanks, Morgan. Anytime, Bob. Okay, well, crazy laws we got on the books, that's for sure. Morgan McCarthy with the news. As right now, we're about 19 minutes before 6 o'clock, 37 degrees. Some more farm news markets. We're a lot to do yet. For those who work in acres, not in hours, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. All right, 16 minutes before 6 o'clock, and our old buddy Pat Sternitsky at the uh, Ag Connection texted you earlier this morning. We were talking about H&S and the Loadmaster 2X and the coolest thing made in Wisconsin. And he said that the fire truck won the voting. Uh, that electric fire truck? The electric fire truck. I sure hope it's a short fire. <laughs> Not far from home, so they got an extension cord to get it there, so... Ah, darn it, that's too bad, but a uh, great product from H&S, the Loadmaster 2X. In the running for the coolest thing in Wisconsin, but it uh, looks like it uh, did not win. What else is going on here? Well, Growth Energy, a leader in the ethanol industry, recently commissioned a study to be done by the ABF Economics to look at the use of E15 ethanol. That study shows that if E15 were available across the country on a year-round basis, consumers would save over $20 billion in annual fuel costs, put an added $36.3 billion in income into Americans' pockets, support and added support and added 188,000 jobs, and generate over $66 billion for our gross national product. E15 is currently available in only 31 states. And 2021 was a pretty good year for the world's top 20 agrochemical companies as 17 of the 20 had double-digit Growth, while nearly half saw a 30% growth in revenues for the year. Total pesticide sales for those top 20 was over $72.5 billion, up almost 19% from 2020. The top four companies, Surgenta, Bear Crop Crop Science, BASF, and Corteva, accounted for almost 55% of those sales with Sergenta being number one with over $13.3 billion in sales last year. The report, done by AgroPages, also shows that 12 Chinese companies were ranked in the top 20, with sales of those companies reaching over $29 billion last year. All right, so some big numbers there, that's for sure. It's quarter to six. We'll get out some other numbers from the markets. That's next here on WAX. 
The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. It's about 14 minutes before 6 o'clock. 37 degrees out there, and it's time to hear from Amber and Barron Equity. Fed cattle, high-yielding choice Holstein steers sold from $1.24 to $1.3850. Choice Holstein steers sold from $1.10 to $1.23. Unfinished steers and heifers sold from $1.09 and down. Cow cows, the top 20% sold from 70 to 83 topping out at 84 60% sold from 50 to 69 and the bottom 20% sold from 49 and down. Cow bulls sold from 80 to 98 Calves quality Holstein bull calves sold from 50 to 110 Light and poor quality calves sold from 40 and down. Beef calves sold from 100 to 227.50. Our next sheep, goat, small animal, and beef sale is number November 12th at 10 a.m. If you have any questions, please contact Al at 608-477-5825. Thank you and have a good day. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And let's roll on over to hear from Hut Eman and Sparta Equity. Fed cattle selling steady to lower today. With the high yielding choice beef steers and heifers, 144 to 152. The choice and select beef steers and heifers, 133 to 143. The dairy cross steers, 124 to 140. The high yielding choice Holstein steers, 128 to 135. The choice and select Holstein steers, 117 to 127. With the unfinished steers, heifers, and heavy steers, 116 and down. Cow market steady to lower with the high yielding cow is 72 to 82 with a top of 87. The cutters and utilities, 56 to 71 with the low yielding and canner cows, 55 and down. Bull market steady with most bulls bringing 85 to a dollar with a thin, full, and bulls over a ton discounted at 84 and down. Calves today sold by the pound with a steady market with 80% of the Holstein bull calves bringing 70 to 140. The quality Holstein heifer calves 30 cents to a dollar. The quality beef calves two dollars at 350, and the light and poor quality calves 10 to 60 cents per pound. Just a reminder: our next sale will be Thursday, October 20th, for our special dairy and feeder cattle sale with dairy cattle starting. At 12 noon, followed by feeder cattle at 12.30. This is Hut Eamon at Equity Livestock in Sparta with this marketing update, and we thank you for your business. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. About 10 minutes before 6 o'clock, Jerry Fitzgerald joins us from the Equity Stratford sale barn. You staying up watching baseball now that we're in the playoffs? Well, Bob, and a good morning to you. Well, I didn't make it through the whole game last night, but I was uh, real happy to see the result here, so I guess you can figure out which team I like. Yeah, our boy Josh Hader did a nice job with San Diego, struck out three to wrap up the ninth inning, so, yeah. like Well, that, uh, that's good. I hope he gets good, and I hope uh, Dave Stearns from uh, from the uh, Brewers organization is watching all these games. So. <laughs> I'm sure he is. That's uh, part of his job. Well, let's get your job going. What's going on in Stratford so far this week? Better do that. Bob, thank you, and good morning, everyone. A summary from a very busy Wednesday yesterday here at Equity Stratford. A lot of feeder cattle on the auction yesterday, and good demand in the feeder cattle, and we'll recap that for the folks here. Lightweight beef steers yesterday, selling mostly from 160 to 202. Uh, heavier beef steers, uh, selling in a range from 120 to 170. Lighterweight beef heifers from 145 to 185. Heavier beef heifers from 120 uh, to 180. Now into the Holstein market yesterday, lightweight Holstein feeder steers from 110 to 125. About all the rest of the Holsteins and all weights of the heavier Holsteins from uh, 93 to $1.20. Now into the uh, market auction yesterday, uh, the cow market yesterday, conventional market type cows yesterday, high-yielding fleshy Holstein cows selling mostly from 73 to 85. A lot of beef cows yesterday, high-yielding beef cows selling from 85 to 90. Uh, most of your average cows selling between uh, 52 and 72. 
And, of course, these thin cows like carcass cows. Those are below the $50 money. On the Fed cattle trade yesterday, choice grading Holstein steers are selling from 117 to 133 Select underfinished cattle, 115 and below. Uh, the bull trade, better quality bulls yesterday from 92 to 105 Light bulls, 87 and down. On um, the uh, Holstein bull calves, uh, good quality, 9230 pounders, selling from 50 to 140 uh, Early in the week, uh, extreme top of the bull calves did reach 170 uh, beef calves are uh, mostly from 150 to three and a quarter. Uh, so far this week, beef calves have topped at 380. And we are at Thursday. Our Thursday auction does start this morning at uh, 10, uh, 11 o'clock, rather. A market auction today. Of course, we sell cows, uh, fed cattle, and market bulls. We'll get those baby calves uh, after the dinner hour this afternoon. And just want to mention again, uh, coming up here, not too far away, Special red-headed feeder cattle sale that is going to feature red-headed feeder cattle. That'll be on Wednesday, November 2nd of noon stop time, start time. And, of course, we will take other consignments of other feeder cattle also. So information on that on our website, Equity Co-op. Click on the Stratford page, and you'll have that right there at your fingertips. So uh, with that, I guess we can talk about the weather, too. It's going to be great, isn't oh, it? Oh, it's going to be nice. That's for sure. 50s today, 60s tomorrow, 70s over the weekend. So uh, get out and get her done, and the harvest is going on. Do it safely. You have a good one. We'll talk to you in the morning. Sounds good, Bob. You also. Thank you. There he goes, Jerry Fitzgerald over at the Equity Stratford Barn. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And once again, Synergy Cooperative in Ridgeland bringing us our look at the markets this morning. Board of Trade was mostly lower yesterday. Pressure from the harvest to slow exports and can't hardly export it. The Mississippi River is so low, so it's a challenge. December corn holding about where it closed yesterday, six seventy-eight a bushel. The oats four to five cents higher at three seventy-nine. December wheat up two to three at eight forty-four. November beans up a penny at thirteen seventy-three. Soybean meal for December up two sixty a ton at four hundred four dollars and thirty cents. Country elevator prices. Wheat and grain, Chippewa Falls and Connersville location, corn's at 619 with soybeans at 1306. Doomer's grain of Holman, corn's at 638 and soybeans are 1303. And at our country elevators on the DTN screen, Golden Plump corn is 638 today. Baldwin, 623 and 1288. The corn of Durand is 613, beans 1278. Mondovia, dime better as the corn is 623, beans 1288. Elmwood, 623 on the corn, 1293 on the soybeans. Fall Creek corn down to 608, the beans 1253. And Osseo, 628 on the corn, 1293 on the beans. Elk Mound also has beans at 1293. Sparta corn, 623, the beans at 1284. Ellsworth, 603 and 1238 at the ethanol plants. Got Boyceville corn 628, Stanley 629, the new Richmond grain facility 625. Barrel cheese up a cent and a half at 220 and a half. The blocks unchanged 205, butter unchanged 320. October class three up a penny at 2175. November up 60 at 2130. December up 30 at 2001. January up 13 at 1973. February up eight at 1983. And again, uh, take the kids out for a scary evening uh, on the farm in the barn. Where are we? Head on out to Rockin' TR Ranch. It's at 820. 8020 Curview Road in Eau Claire. What times? 6.30 to 8 o'clock tonight. Lights on night for young people. The faint of heart for the Field of Screams. All right. So get out and enjoy it. It's that time of the year. The weather's pretty good. 37 now. We'll get about 53 today and partly sunny and warming up after that. (laughs) 
You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report. Available at WaxRadio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed and Montovi. And the Chilson family of brand dealerships, Chippewa Falls and Kadok. On-demand content at WaxRadio.com.